Hey guys, just Josh here. Welcome to Ballarat Talks. Proudly sponsored by the Region Cinema. Jeez, you, yeah, you, you were putting the balls on the line there. Yeah, I was. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> no, I moved, I moved out of home when I was 14, so it sort of comes really? yeah. my face. Oh, the phone's going to bring off the hook. Today's guest is a, a bit of a sweet tooth. She owns Emma's Bakery, which if you don't know, is up in Alfred and there at 1769 Sturr Street. She's the mother of two and has a few award-winning pies to her name. Welcome, Emma Conroy. All right, Emma. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for the invite. You can open that water bottle if you want. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I, I came across you probably a little while ago, actually, with... One of my good friends, Chris Radford, he was talking about, um, he said, you got a fantastic story. That was months and months ago. And then he bring you up again the other day. I was like, oh yeah, I must get, must get Emma on. So thank you so much for coming in. And, and you know, why do you know Chris? Because you've trained there. Uh, I trained at his gym mm. at Rad Centre. So um, I've been training with him for about 18 months now. Yep. Um, and we've just kind of, obviously, because he's a businessman as well, and I've got my business as well, so we can kind of compare notes and see mm. how each other's going and the stress levels. And He loves it too, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, just loves Absolutely it. Absolutely loves it. He loves talking Passion about, about it. Passionate about it. So yeah. we always have a chat while we're doing a workout or something like that. So Why do you go, like, so obviously you've got a pretty busy schedule, but why do you specifically go there? Is it like injury? Uh, yeah, so I had, um, I do triathlons, mm. um, and I ended up with two stress fractures in my tibia. And I was on crutches for five months, so as part of the rehab for that, um, I thought I'd get professionals that yep. specialise in injuries and recoveries, and um, that's when I went into Chris and the boys and try and get me back to some form of fitness so I can race again. And what's what's your marathon race? Tri- triathlon or marathon? You say? Uh, triathlon. Triathlon. Okay. So well. I just do sprint triathlons. I'm yep. not really into the marathons. Yeah, they take a, a bit too much determination. And, yeah. Um, but I quite like the speed of the bike and. The running mm-hmm. not a good swimmer but uh we kind of just ignore that part and i can normally catch him up on the bike because that's yep. my favorite leg and that's the longest leg of the triathlon so how long do they go for uh it takes depends on the distance but between an hour and an hour and 20. yeah so cool. very good all right so let's uh let's start with your roots where did you start like where 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 you born uh i was born in dalesford okay yeah uh went to dalesford primary school where i was school captain mm-hmm. in grade six which is pretty good yep um and then dalesford high school and dropped out of in high school at year nine study year nine yep why uh i didn't like it at all hated school hated school mm-hmm. hated getting on the bus reason was it like uh not really just yeah. didn't enjoy it and once i fell behind a little bit it was always just i just yeah. never caught up yeah um and mum and dad would always be at work when the school bus would pull in so it was eight o'clock in the morning, and if I didn't get on the bus, well, I didn't go to school. So I'm definitely like, well, you've got to do something about this. So I got an apprenticeship as a baker. Had uh, mum was working there, but I didn't really have much interest. But they're like, if you get a job, you can drop out of school. So I went and got an apprenticeship as a baker. Wow. Um, and at that stage, it was called Pertel's Country Bakery with uh, Jude and Wayne Pertel. Yep. Um, and away it went. So. So, oh, okay, they let you drop off at year nine. So, obviously, you had zero interest in school. No interest. Did you have any, like, were you sitting there thinking, is this the right decision? Like, will I need it for, for work later on? Will I? None of that went through your head? It never went through my head. No. Um, at the stage, I also had, um, I was right into equestrian with show jumpers. Yep. So, I was in the state squad with show jumping um, for under 21s at the age of 15. So, I was kind of committed there as well. So, if I didn't get on the school bus, 
I could ride the horses throughout the day. And <laughs> How often were you skip at school? Like, me, oh, honestly. look, I was part-time. Okay. <laughs> part-time school, yeah. Okay. Yep, that's fair. Um, but then, obviously, once you uh, started the apprenticeship, it was 6 a.m. start. Mm. So, Dad would still be at home. So, like, you were going to work. So, Dad was putting you in the car and you'd go to work. But then you just kind of find the passion for the pies and the cakes. And next thing, going to work wasn't a chore. It was just... You were happy to go and yeah. off you went. Why did you pick a bakery? Because your mum was there? Yeah, and it was a job. Okay. That was the first thing. It was a job and um, it was Monday to Friday, which meant I could have the weekends to do the equestrian. And you would have been making, well, I don't know what the bakery wage for apprentice was back then, but you would have been making a lot of money for a year nine. Uh, it was about $220 okay. a week. Yeah. Yep. Mum and dad still live, letting you live rent free though, I hope. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, any siblings? Uh, yep, I've got two sisters and a brother. Yep. Um, very close family, very close siblings. So. Cool. Yep. Awesome. Um, so you you really just fell into the baking side of things, I yep. guess. Like it was just like yep. it wasn't like you were looking at the pastries <laughs> and going crazy on no. that. And but as a kid growing up, though, I was a bit of a chubby kid and always loved cake. Like if there was cake, like I was straight there or sweets or something like that. So. Um, once I started working with it, melting the chocolates, and it just kind of felt right. Yeah. And so it was, well, obviously it meant to be because here we are. And yeah, how many? Yeah. yeah how? Oh, I can't say that. Can I say that? How old are you? <laughs> Did you say how many I'm, years on this? I'm 36. 36. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's go forward a, a fair bit. So that's from year nine. Or how old are you there? What, 16? 15? 15. 15. Yeah. And how long did you work at the bakery there? Um, so I did uh, two and a half years there um, and then at uh, 17 and a half I kind of not rebelled but a little bit rebelled against mum and dad and got to that real teenage girl stage yeah. um, and I left home and moved to Sydney. Oh Jesus, okay. So again follow, on, yeah. <laughs> followed the equestrian side of me and um, went up and got a job there um, working with a guy called Andrew Inglis. Yep. Um, and that was probably one of the best things I ever did in my life. Was that baking, sorry? Uh, no, that was with Equestrian. That's Equestrian, show okay. jumping. Wow. Um, so heading up there, it went from a Monday to Friday job to a seven-day-a-week job and just relentless work. Like you worked and you worked and you worked. And I always find it a very defining moment in my work, work ethic is it just you made me to, work. Yeah, Like you work didn't hard. have a choice. You yep. didn't have mum and dad to wash your clothes and cook your dinner like you were um and then up there I was given the opportunity to travel to Europe for three months um so we traveled around with the horses in Europe um as we we're trying to qualify for the Olympic team oh so it's a pretty heavy like it's a big yeah, yeah okay big yep. so that was uh 2004 for Athens mm-hmm. we were over there um we didn't make the team but we had a win and you know stood in an arena with 5,000 crowd and listen to the Australian anthem and stuff like that so even traveling Europe on your own like you've got your horses and your boss but you kind of you don't speak languages and you just hope for the best but um do they pay for all that how's that work yeah so they pay the owners of the horses would pay for the flights and um the accommodation was you were staying in the big fancy horse trucks and but it was just yeah just amazing experience yep absolutely and it probably an experience money can't buy yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. And then you... So how did you lead, lead yourself back here then? Like what? <laughs> so then I got home from Europe and I kind of went, oh, I might go home to mum and dad. Yeah. Um, 
and then even when I got back, I didn't go back into baking. So then uh, I went and got a job with Darren Weir. I and, got horses, yeah. Yep, and uh, road track work. Road track, as in like driving trucks? Uh, no, track work. So oh, road track, sorry. Yeah, yep. so rode the um, racehorses mm. in early in the mornings, Monday to Saturdays. Did you love your early mornings, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I love the early mornings. <laughs> what time was that for? Uh, we'd start at four, be yeah. on our first horse at four and... Um, and love that as well. Love the adrenaline of having a 500 kilo horse underneath and seeing how quick it could go. And so that was awesome as well. Yeah, cool. Um, what brought you back to the baking then? Why did you stop out of it? So you obviously love the horse side of things yep, too. Yeah, love the horses. Yep. Um, so um, at this stage, I was married. I ended up married through the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had a little boy and ended up with severe postnatal depression. Mm-hmm. Um, with the postnatal depression, I found myself at home a lot by myself and obviously in a really bad way. Yep. Um, and then I decided to bake biscuits or slices or something just to fill in my day while I was at home with the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you kind of get this bit of passion and um, you start baking a little bit more and then you like go to a friend's place for like a mother's group or something like that and you'd take, take a biscuit case, yeah. or you'd bake something for mum and dad so they could take it to work in their lunchbox and it just kind of grew from there. Um I really, really battled with the postnatal postnatal depression. Do you, what? What is that like? A sorry, I'm a bit naive with That's this okay. stuff. I, is that a um, like a more of a, a chemical thing or like a hormonal thing, or is that more so from a personality standpoint that you're a go getter, you work super hard, and you were sort of like caged a bit for a while? Does that make sense? It's probably a little bit more that I was caged. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, obviously, a little bit of hormonal, but um, you go from travelling and being out and about all the time and yeah. hard working and um, to just sitting at home waiting for the baby when oh. he needs you or something like that. Like as much as you love being a mum, but I love it's to still, work. Yeah, it's a really, yeah. like I talk about this with my wife Taylor all the time and I just think, like she's a homebody and she yeah. she loves being at home with the kids, but I couldn't do it. Like it'd be just, yeah. it would, I'd really, really struggle. Yeah. Um, and especially as a mum, like those first six to... 12 months are just absolutely it's rough. brutal yeah, yeah it, it really is brutal is. and you you i cried a lot i'm not sure if all mums cry a lot but i did yeah and i never hide the postnatal depression side of it i'm always open and always tell people that yeah. that's part of it um and then i kind of said to my husband at that time um i would like to like earn a little bit of money and to do that he worked monday to saturday so i needed something on a sunday and that's when I set up my first market stall at um, Trash and Treasure. Oh, yeah. Market. It's still going, yeah. Still going. Yeah. Still going. And um, so I'd just show up there each day, uh, each Sunday and take the cakes and just, it just started very slowly. Like the first day I didn't sell anything. The next week I went back and sold about 20 or 30 bucks worth. Was that, cr- did that crush you for a start though? Like you were a bit like, oh. Yeah, you're kind of like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, is, is this worth it or what's yep. going on here? Yep. But then each week he kind of, sussed out what people would want to buy and what they were a little bit interested in and then it kind of grew from there so I ended up doing the market for three years mm-hmm. and doing the market then led to people coming past um, especially cafe owners and they go oh, look would you mind if we could buy your product and put it into our shop into our that's cafe cool. so then that's where the wholesale side of my business all began from was going to the market yeah right yeah and so that was so 2015 you started the business yeah. um so that was that that's not were you counting that or is that 
as in the shop front 2015? Uh, no, I've had the shop front uh, 12 months now. 12 months, okay, yep. cool. But I've had the wholesale side since 2015, like a solid wholesale side. Yep. Um, the market was a couple of years before that. Yep. Um, so it just kind of grew from there. Next thing I'm getting the... Um, building a little registered kitchen at home and so yeah, how's, how's all that work because initially you'd be just like just a mum baking at home i'm just yep. you know, selling people my treats like and, I <laughs> and then when the cafes start coming in you kind of go all right like we've got to get a little bit serious here so yeah. uh had a home office we ripped the carpet up put lino down built some shelves in put in a stainless steel bench and kind of transformed the kitchen and the home office into a little baking area cool and i worked out of there for a couple of years awesome um and you just you build it and you enjoy it and you learn different products and different recipes and kind of just grows on from there. Yeah. Um, yeah, how, how, what, what is the registration process like for people that are looking to get into this? Like, is it hard to get through council or is it just like a, you know, hey, come check this thing out. You've got a sink, you've got this, you've got that, all good to go. Yeah, pretty much just, it's pretty basic. Um, bring the council, they'll email you some forms, you fill the forms out, tell them what you're doing and kind of show them the layout of the room. Mm -hmm. And then they'll come and have a look and make sure that there's no cats and dogs sitting on the bench and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that you're going to wash the dishes properly and have clean hands. And they, next thing, you pay your fee and you're good to go. So Awesome. Yeah. And why did you decide to go into the shop? Um, so once I outgrew home at that stage, I then built a commercial bakery. Um, our wholesale side was getting really big. We were up to 20 supermarkets. Yeah, I read. So um, I was reading about like says so IGA, yep. Richie's, Richie's yeah, um, which is like oh, I was like blown away when I was reading this sort of stuff. Yeah, and I'm very intrigued. Did they come to you, or do you go to them, or how's that work? Um, Ryan's come to me. Yeah, um, they were my first supermarkets, and they're still my biggest supporters in supermarkets. That's awesome. Um, they're just loyal, and they they're brilliant. The Ryan yep. brothers are brilliant, and uh, they've got a manager Ben. He's been brilliant and supportive as well. Um, and they've probably been the, one of the biggest backbones to helping me grow and stay at a good size mm -hmm. um, because they're still our biggest wholesale customer. Awesome. And how's it? Are you paying per like peg space, or are you paying per space, or is it like they percentages, or how does it all work? Like uh, no, so they just put in their order of what they want for the week. Yep. Um, a couple of their stores are on standard orders. We deliver to them six days a week, so wow. fresh product every day. Yep. Um, and that's just how it works. That's just it. It's just like yep, yeah, sort of rotating. Just all flows through now, and wow, day in day out, we just deliver and so cool. keeps everybody happy. My God, it's gone from zero to one hundred for you, hadn't it? Really? Yeah. Like you'd have to work out the whole logistical things and yep. Like, how, did you have to obviously get lawyers involved for contracts and things like that, or was it just more of a shake handshake? No, nah, handshake. Yeah. Handshake and trust and yeah, kind of cross your fingers and hope for the best. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, that's all. I like that. So are they cutthroat with products? So, for example, if something doesn't sell for the first week or, or a week or two, they're just like, see you later? Uh, yep. Yeah. Obviously, um, our product has between one to five day shelf life, depending on the product. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't sell on their end, they lose money. Yeah, of course. Um, so, yeah, they're pretty cutthroat and quick, mm -hmm. yep. quick to drop products and quick to pick up something different. Right, yeah. It's a pretty cutthroat industry. Like, I've heard Coles and, like, Safeway are very, like, on the hammer. I've heard Absolutely. A few things in there. They're just, like, yep. it's a very, very tough market. Yep, for sure. Um, I was reading on your website the, like, you've got four gold medals, eight 
silver medals, four bronze, is that right? Yeah. For um, pies? I'm not sure exactly the numbers, but very yeah, close, something yeah. like that. Um, I'm very competitive. Yeah. So when it comes to competition time, it's... It's go time. Game on and I'm going to want to produce the, one of the best pies that I can. Um, picking up a gold medal is always a great thrill. Mm. Um, it always ends up in a bottle of Moe champagne the next morning with the staff <laughs> at about 6am. <laughs> yep, fair Just, enough too. Because uh, I think we work so hard day in, day out as well. I think when we can pick up a medal, especially a gold one, mm. um, it's worth celebrating with the team. What's that pro? So are they just, is it random shoppers? Like they walk in and they just try and pie? Or are you, are you entering a pie into a competition type of thing? Uh, so we'll enter into a competition. So it's always at national level. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's either in Melbourne or Sydney, depending. So if they go to Sydney, they'll go in Express Post. So we've got to kind of hand them over to Australia Post. And oh, so you're just posting them? Yeah. So what, like frozen? Uh, yep, so they'll go frozen if they go to Sydney. No, you can't do that. Yep, so they'll go frozen in a freezer box. Damn. And then we hand them over and we just cross our fingers and go, shit, just get there. Wow. And they do and then they thaw them out and then there's um, 12 judges. So it's obviously an even playing field. Though. People yep. in Sydney can't just hand deliver an ice pie. Yeah, they stri- can. No, yep. you can't fucking do that. That's they cheating. do. And then uh, there's a few bakeries over in South Australia that are super competitive. So they'll freeze their pies and send them up as well by freight. Um, A lot of people in Melbourne or some people, um, guys down in Terang, they'll get on a plane and fly up with them. Oh, my God. Yeah, so... Pies just sitting on their lap. (laughs) 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 How meticulous are you with the recipes? Like, how do you, like, how are you figuring these recipes out? Like, it's just like, this is what you do every day anyway. Yep. But it's just like, are you like, right, I I need to send them 10 pies. Yep. And you're very meticulous. We're going to be doing, like, it's... Yep. Got to be like bang on. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Very. Uh, make sure that pastry likes to rest, mm-hmm. otherwise it shrinks back into the pie tin, which then makes the pie not so well shaped. So it's like pull out the the good towels, which we call them, which are nice white towels. Yep. So we cover the pastry to make sure it rests properly and relaxes before we go and work it, and then we put the meat in, and but the meat's probably. It's probably just had that little bit more love into it, so we've boiled it a little bit longer to get the flavours through it, and we've let it rest a bit longer to let the flavours go through it a bit more. And yep. So it's like a whole process, but at the same time, we'll put three coats of egg wash on them instead of one coat, and yep. um, just for the judges. Yeah, of course. Yeah. If you're going up there, you want to be yeah, pretty metal. Yeah. Do, you, do you have to pay to enter this? Yep. Yeah, like is it extreme? Uh, no, so it's probably uh, last comp we did was, we haven't done one this year, but last comp was last year. And it was $180 for six entries. So it's oh, not that's absurd. Okay. Yeah. No, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so going back a little bit on starting from just being yourself and then growing the business, yep. what were the struggles with that? Like, did you find it really hard for hiring? Did you find it really hard when you had to work out how to do all the tax side of things? or um, The tax. Tax, yeah. Yep. So you get so consumed in the recipes and the product and making sure it all looks pretty and goes yep. out the door, you kind of forget about the back office. Yeah. Um, it's landed me in hot water a couple of times with yep. the ATO, and um, but we've got ourselves out of it mm-hmm. with good accountants. Um, but you just forget the bookwork. Yeah, you just want to be focused on what you love doing and you're just like, oh, it'll work. It's going to be out over here somewhere. <laughs> and that's what you think. You're like, oh, well, it'll be fine. But then as you grow... Obviously, the more money comes in and then there's more bills and there's more employees and all that sort of stuff. And, um, like, in all honesty, I did lose a lot of track of all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's 
I got in trouble with the ATO for that. Mm. But um, once we got all that sorted out, I have a little bit of debt for it, and but it's kind of chipping away now. Yep. Um, and I always say that to people too when they talk about business. What's your what's your first thing? And I'm like, you've you've got to know how to do your books. Yeah. Just don't think that it's going to work because it's just not. Yeah. Um, especially now I've got 30 staff. Yeah. Like that's so payroll long. alone. It's. A good Are you doing that? Have you hired someone? I uh, know I do that now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I had I had someone that I would pay to do that, but now I'm like, I've kind of lost a bit of trust in a few people, and yep. if I do it and it's wrong, it's my own fault. Yeah. Fair. But when it's been done wrong, you kind of think, Jesus, like I was paying you to do a job and you just let me really like write down. Yeah. And that's crushing. Yeah, of course. So if it's my fault, well, I've only got me to blame. But if I'm paying somebody else lots of money to do a job and they don't do it right, it just breaks your heart. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Interesting. (laughs) That's pretty full on. Um, Now, hypothetically speaking, let's just, let's just get the mindset here. I, let's say I'm seeing a girl, right? want to impress her at home I want to make something what's my what's going to be the most my my go-to to to impress her that's not going to be crazy hard to make like what are we thinking here it's going to be a sponge is it going to be something that's you're going to be making her a chocolate brownie chocolate brownie yep super easy yep what is it I can't remember uh, let me let me think butter yep cocoa powder yep egg yep uh oh sugar yep um little bit of flour. Okay, flour, yep. And we put almond meal in ours. Almond meal, yep. that's it? Yep. And then crispy edges. And milk chocolate, melted chocolate. Melted chocolate. Yeah. Okay, and that's my go-to for... Okay. That's your go-to. Because you can... listen out there. <laughs> if you underbake it, it's going to be gooey and still delicious. And if you overbake it, it's still going to be good. So it's, there's not that Goes crucial... Both ways. Yep. Yeah, cool. Yep. Oh, I like that. Note that one down, guys. <laughs> Can you run me through a normal day for you? Like I know we we're talking before, like you're, I was saying, oh, I get up early, and you're like, it's two forty-five <laughs> or something crazy. Uh, so uh, Monday to Friday, it's two forty-five alarm. Yuck. Yep. Um, I'm up and out by three, so I hit snooze once, and then kind of just lay there and have a quick scroll through the phone, mm-hmm. more so for emails. Uh, I'm a bit of a prime possum, so I'm in bed at six thirty, seven o'clock at night. We have to be at 2.45, yeah. Um, and then I uh, love to be in the bakery by 4 o'clock. Mm-hmm. But the first hour I'll be in the home office uh, doing emails, banking, checking out what's going on for the day, making sure the little shop in Sturt Street's got what she's going to need, uh, making sure the trucks, because we've got the food trucks on the road now uh, five days a week as well, so we're making sure that they're all ready to go. Um, and during that time, get ready, have a coffee, and then I'm up at the bakery by four. Yeah, on, you're at the Sturt Street Bakery, yeah? Uh, no, so this will be the Hemco Bakery on Learmonth Road. Yep. So that's where we bake everything. Gotcha. Um, but the team there, there'll be 10 on, and mm. they all start at 1am. So they're oh. already halfway through their day when I get in. Oh, my God. Jeez, <laughs> how early is that? Yeah, and they're amazing. Like, they're just, they're so good, and they've been with me for so long. Um, and you can walk in, and it's normally quiet. Music's pumping, but it's quiet, and they're just getting the work done, and... I kind of uh, wander around, say good morning to everybody. I've got a little um, routine where I like to make everybody a cup of tea or coffee before I put my apron on. Yeah. Just so you can, more of a courtesy, good yeah. morning, how yeah. you doing? Like they're already three hours into a shift, so they're looking for a drink and a coffee. Um, and then I put my apron on and jump on the tools. 
What time will they finish if they get what, one? Uh, we like to finish around eight eight thirty. So they're on a seven yeah. seven half hour shift. Yeah. Um, it's pretty labour intensive work. It can be heavy and hot and mm-hmm. um, quite physical. So any more than seven seven half hours is it gets tiring real quick. So they're obviously up so early so they can get get everything out to the cafes for the whole day type yep. of sorry. Yeah. Yep. So they can um, by the time let's say for like a chocolate eclair they're making the eclair shells and the sponge cakes and everything so it's fresh but then it needs to cool down mm-hmm. so then they can put the cream and the icing on top and um and then i've got so i've got two rooms we've got what we call the big house which is where the ovens are and we do all the cakes and pies mm-hmm. and then we've got the sandwich room which is joined to that um and that's where we do all our sandwiches and salads and wraps baguettes and all that sort of stuff that go out to the supermarkets and also up to the shop cool wow and where so after your I'm assuming you don't finish at seven thirty or eight o'clock day, like you'd be working all uh, the way through or Yeah, so then at that stop. stage, uh take the apron off and then it's time to make sure we've got the right stock coming in. Um so obviously there's a lot of stock that rolls through the front door mm-hmm. each week, making sure we've got the like we go through a pallet of flour a week, so a ton of flour a week and a ton. Yep. Is that your biggest like Yep. Yeah, right. That's yep. massive. Um so we've got to make sure all the stock's coming in and we've got over 300 products that we use every week. Um, I've got a lady that looks after the stock as well, but I like to go through it all as well with her to make sure that... Everyone's good to go. And rotation. Rotation's crucial to make sure, as well as all these products coming in, that we are rotating it because we do have like a holding stock as well. What do you mean, ro- like rotating? So as in like new, uh, old to new? Yeah, yeah old gotcha. to new. So all our small goods come in. Um, obviously, there's been a meat product. We're making sure that that's rotated through the system properly and and then from there it's into the office yeah yeah so once the little shop she's all set up by six o'clock in the morning um and then my wonderful manager sarah that's up there she'll let me know by eight thirty, nine o'clock if she's missing anything and if she is we'll make sure it gets up there as quick as we can so she's set for the day with her crew yep um, and then the little trucks pull out at 8.30. So once they pull out, it's kind of, you start to relax a bit then everyone's everyone's, good to go everyone's moving. Yep. Um, we also do the sale yards out at Minus Rest and do the canteen out there. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's two days a week, but that's f- like full meals. So like steaks and veggies and roasts and all that. So that's also another side that yep. needs to make sure that they've got their eggs and bacon for the farmers and the old stock agents old stock agents and all that as well my dad's a stock agent oh is he yeah he'd be out there a couple of times yeah there you go yeah who's he work for uh well what's well, rob rules but now it's awm yeah so just he's in wimmer though yeah up that way yeah. yeah yeah so and then it's just into the office i really enjoy getting out of hemco and getting back home yep i've got a really cool home office and you can kind of not get so distracted and focus on what needs to be done for the day and you're always planning something to come up yeah yeah how do you how do you go with kids and that like in terms of just work-life balance because i think everybody's different like i always remember not that we ever had an issue with it, it was just what it was that dad would not be there much yeah. at night time and that like it was just long hours yeah and that was just what it was yeah yeah how, so do you think that work-life balance is a thing or do you think that it's just whatever like it's just how whatever works for your family yeah, it's whatever works for your family. Yeah. Um, my kids are pretty cool. Um, obviously, I've separated with their dad between then and now. Yep. Um, so they stay with him six nights a week, obviously, because I'm going to work so early in the morning mm. and they're still too young to be home alone. Yep. 
Um, so we co-parent pretty well and they're with him. Um, but then I'd get to do the school pickup every day as well. Yeah, cool. So at 3.30, I'm up at school and that's when I'm. it's time to be mum. Yep. So, which is cool. You get to do the after-school activities with them and hang out with them and then they go back to their dads once he knocks off work. Yep. Awesome. Do you reckon you'll ever get rid of the early, early starts? No. 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 Just you, you do a tea. <laughs> yeah. Get yep. up early. Just get up, get it going and, yep. Do you you, when do you go to the gym? What time are you early or not late? Uh, no, mid-morning. Mid-morning. Yep. Mm. Uh, so once I know everyone's set up and organised and then you do a little bit of office work, yep. then that's when I kind of sneak off and do some form of training. Yeah, right. Yeah. What's the biggest uh, learning curve you reckon you've had in business apart from the tax stuff? Um, could, be a, could be a mental thing, whether it's like, you know, where you... Um, like a lot of people meditate in the morning and then that sets their day up and it's just like getting your mind right first before anything or... Yeah, it's the training. Like I, when I break down from training, you kind of realise that you're not training. I find training for the triathlons, whether it's cycling or running, is really, really good for me mentally. Mm-hmm. And even the staff know when I'm training and when I'm not training because I, it affects me that much. Yep. If I'm full training, I'm buzzing around and I'm up and about and you kind of get that focus, that mental focus so, so well. Yeah. Um, I think because you're so structured into... You're eating properly, you're sleeping well, you're training, like everything's just full routine. Yeah. 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 And routine's just Routine's everything. Love it, it is. Love it. Just love it. Do you lose your lose your shit when you don't have a routine? Uh yep. Yeah. Yep. I can get a little bit sulky. A little bit sulky? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, this isn't right. This isn't right. Drop the bottom lip pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um let's move on to some questions. So yeah. I know you've got your notes there, so yeah, we'll go through them. <laughs> um, what was something? What What would be something some people would be surprised to know about you? Um, to be surprised, obviously, we've spoken about uh, how competitive I am and do the triathlons and that. Mm-hmm. But my greatest downtime is on the back of a Harley. Harley Davidson. Yep. So, Motorbike. Yep. My partner Matt's got a blue one, and we call him Ike. Mm. And you'll find us on him any sunny afternoon. Gone. Gone. Fuck. You know what I'm scared of, though? What are you scared of? Traffic, people. No. No? No. Oh, (laughs) you you get to make sure you're on the big open highway or what? uh, No, we like the the country roads, the back roads up through the hills and... Through Dalesford um, there or something. Yeah, up through Dalesford. We get over to Trentham through the back roads of Greendale and Balan and that and just rumble him along and... Little Hamptons? Did you go through there? No. No? where are the little Hamptons? Little Hamptons. I think they're just next to Trentham. I went there the other day. I don't oh, maybe we either. do. Yeah, it's maybe like we just, just before Trentham, I think. Oh, there you go. Little Hamptons, I think it's called. We yeah. um we did a trip over uh, the New Year and we went up to Hotham and Falls Creek and all that and just rolled through there for four days and just, just turned bikes. the phones off and just away we went. How do you turn your phones off? Like, what are you, oh. like, business-wise, I mean? like. Yep. Nope. Yeah? So we shut down. So the uh, I shut my whole bakery down for eight days. First time ever. Wow. Because I, I needed a break. Best, best thing you do or what? Uh, best thing we did. Yeah. Yep. So it just freshened me right up and gave me that break from it all. Because it's obviously, even though I work Monday to Fridays and over the weekends a little bit, you're still always on call. Like yeah, always from on. From midnight, you've got staff already at work. The shop doesn't close till five. So you've got staff working from midnight till five o'clock. seven days a week like there's just always someone doing something and somewhere so 
we shut down for four days and but you'll always find me on the back of a harley looking for a cold beer are you a beer girl yeah. oh well i'm a crazy guy because i can't i can't do beer i hate it so much did you get did you grow up with it though uh no the beer's probably only been the last probably three or four years oh wow yep and so, you hated it for a start i just loved it straight away uh, I was kind of a little bit tough to get used to, but then, especially on a hot day, yeah. cold beer, absolutely. Oh, I take yeah. a red wine over a cold beer for sure. <laughs> okay, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. What are your weaknesses? Um, I was talking to uh, my partner Maddie earlier about my weaknesses. I'm like, like, what, where are my weaknesses? It's like, have you ever noticed how distracted you become? So. And I am going to agree with him. It is a weakness. Mm. So I can be running around in the morning organizing and delegating and making sure everything's working and then i'll be flying through the bakery and i'll see a cake and i love cake so mm. I'll, I'll stop and i'll be like oh cake and i'll stop and start eating this cake and trying it and i'll forget everything that i'm doing yeah right like so i can get distracted so quick um so when it's time to focus on work i have to put headphones in mm. with the music up semi-loud so i lose all what's going on around me so I don't hear anything so I just fully focus on the computer so can you focus on the music on yep not just, sure how but just I like just like background noise yeah kind of stuff. Um, love Ziggy Alberts and it's normally repetitive soundtracks Ziggy Alberts yep should I know that one? Oh, you don't know him oh hang on you'll have to google him I'll tell you what let me just <laughs> play a little bit of this I've got to, I'll get it up on Spotify and see if I know this is it old or new uh, he's, he's new Ziggy Ziggy Alberts. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. What's his... Mo okay, he's got some big songs. I'll probably do that then. Is this a good song? Runaway? Yep. Don't know if I know that one. We'll lap around the sun. <laughs> no, nah, I don't know that one either. You don't know me? I don't think so. No, you lost me there. Okay, Ziggy Alberts. Yep. <laughs> Distracted. You'll have to there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are you most afraid of? Uh, failure. Mm -hmm. Yep. I think as the business gets bigger, the scarier the failure is because you've got so many people relying on you to make sure you pull the right strings day in, day out mm -hmm. and make sure you've got your products perfect so they keep selling so everybody stays in a job. Especially with 30 staff now, you kind of, they rely on you to make sure you do the the job right so that they've got their job yeah um and my team is so important to me i think i've built a really really good team um and with a lot of care and trust for them all so failure would be my biggest fear just saying um making sure your cakes sell well so just a question I, I just thought of if they're if they're not selling well and but you absolutely love it, like you think it's the best things in sliced bread or whatever, is that is that a bakery thing? Yep. Best thing sliced bread. Um, do you try and really push it more? Yep. Yeah, you'll just keep pushing it. Yep. Keep pushing it, and then I haven't had one that hasn't worked. Okay, so yep. if it's not selling, you really push it. And you you just... push it and you make sure, and then it does start to sell. Okay. And it does go well. Yep. Um, all of our recipes in our shop and that have all been made from scratch by like every recipe is from me yeah awesome so uh what is your best seller actually i haven't did ask that best seller vanilla slice yep it it's sells really well yep it's a good favorite um and our south american pulled pork pies are also Ooh. a big big seller they've I mean, won the gold medals yeah i did say the yeah yep. I, yep. 
What about jelly slices? Is that sort of thing pretty pretty heavy? Massive. Yeah. Yeah, massive. Used to be the um, I remember my nan used to make it for crutching and yep. shearing and that. It was like a, you know, that was the smoker. What did they call it? Can't remember. Um, what's something someone has said to you in your life? It's never left you. There's been a few things. Um, Business-wise is for stock because obviously as a business grows, the stock levels go up much higher and turnovers a lot more. Um, You're better off looking at it than looking for it. So when you're looking around for your stock, you're better off to have it in stock on your shelf Mm -hmm. than going at 2 o'clock in the morning and going, oh, where's it gone? Like Gotcha. So order more, you mean? Yeah, order more and have a holding stock as well as the stock that you're going to be using. How long does that stuff last though? Like, is it like, is it all going to last ages or you? Yeah, so like the flowers got twelve months on it. Biscuits and biscuit crumb and all that sort of stuff. It's all got six, eight, nine months on it. Yeah. Small goods we turn through very quickly, um, and then we use Wilson's fruit and veg. So um, they deliver twice a day to make sure it's fresh every day. What are they delivering to you? Uh, like lettuce and tomatoes and all that for the sandwiches. Yep. Um, so, yeah, if you're better off looking at it than looking for it. Okay, cool. Who yeah. said that to you? Uh, Matt. Okay, yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Yep, I like that. Yep. Um, what were the other ones? You had, did you say you had a couple more or not? Uh, no. No, okay. Do you have any mentors or people you really look up to? Could um, be social yeah. media-wise or anywhere? Uh, my dad was my biggest mentor. He passed away last year of cancer. Okay. Um, so I used he used to be a baker with me as well. So we'd bake every night and kind of... Wait, as in work with you? Yeah, okay, yep. Cool. So um, he was amazing. Just such a huge role model. Just incredible man. And um, taught you... Well, taught me so many life lessons and the importance of so many things in life. Um Probably the biggest thing he taught me was the hard work because he was just such a hard worker all his life. He was a truck driver before he was a baker with me, so he'd be on the road all, all the time, just either on a grain truck or um, carting bricks. Or He also worked for abattoirs as well, so he was always in a truck, always worked hard. Um, Why did he move to the bakery? Something different, and I was kind of needed a baker, and he thought that if he learnt as well that... Yeah. We could do it together and hang out a bit more because we're kind of thick as thieves. And That's cool. Um, so, yeah, he would have been my biggest mentor in life. Taught me so, so much. And then obviously losing him last year the way we did was Crap. pretty unfair. Yeah, Broke shit. your heart. And um, But then we kind of always say that the night he passed away, I went into work and seen the girls and let them know because obviously we've all worked together. Um, and I didn't take any time off when he passed because you just always had in the back of your head that just get back to work. Like you knew it was coming and just get back to work because... Is that something he would have said or he, that's just Absolutely. What, okay. Yeah, absolutely. So um, he was definitely the biggest mentor. He was just so cool, so friendly, good at what he did. Yeah. Um, always happy. So, and then I've got uh, my partner, Matt, as well. He's also... Not so much as a mentor, but obviously both of us being business people, um, we bounce each ideas off each other, but he's also so supportive because he understands the pressures of a business and the pressures of staff. Um, obviously, when your business is so big, there's a lot of money moving around. 
to go to chase people f- to pay their bills or you know you're, you're paying your bills and squatting all that sort of stuff out so it's good just to have that person right beside you that can kind of guide you as well yep. um, he's been in business for many many more years than me so he's kind of got more knowledge and understanding of how it all operates so he teaches me as as we go along the road as well so that's awesome yeah it's cool how you met each other uh through work through work yeah yeah cool um so yeah so we've got at home we've got the home office side by side but we'll be both in headphones both on our computers and just getting the job done but it kind of just works for us and then you'll find me on a sunday afternoon down at his warehouse loading his trucks to get ready for the monday morning or picking pallets or my god just you gotta love it don't you you gotta love it you really gotta love, you gotta it. love it you gotta you're always going but as we say if we didn't love it we wouldn't do it yeah yeah definitely do you think you'll be doing it to the day you die or do you think you'll no. find no it'll be a point where i'm selling it off and i'm going to enjoy life yep yeah, absolutely cool. yep. there'll come a point um obviously we've i've got plans of a bit more growth and everything like that but there'll come a point where you kind of go okay i'm I'm exhausted. Yeah, I've worked so hard to get to here and pat yourself on the back and say job well done. But yeah. see you later. I'm going to Queensland for a bit of warm weather. Yeah, definitely. That's cool. <laughs> awesome. Um, who do you want to see the podcast next? Do you have anyone around town that you'd really like to hear from? Um, there's Keegan from Ultimate Painting. I've yeah, Keegan Deborah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I've uh, he's done a fair bit of work for me and Maddie over the last couple of years. But I kind of think he's cool as well, yep. how he's grown his business, young tradie that's kind of delegates really well and has got a really good team behind him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he also, you see him doing team bonding sessions and on weekends and that with his crew. So I think he's pretty cool. That's cool. And then uh, I also like the thought of old school business people. Mm-hmm. So dad used to work for Clifford Bricks. Clifford Bricks. Yep, which is um, Neil Clifford. And I know Neil pretty well as well, but I think old school, they all grew these massive businesses from no social media and like yellow pages and dial phones and that. So we always think about Neil Clifford that they started off with one truck and they would hand load the bricks and then like they'd get them somewhere and then unhand load them and then they got a couple of trucks because there's I think two or three brothers and then they kind of grew it now and they've got now they've got 35 or 40 semis with forklifts that pull them on and off and big contracts everywhere so i kind of think old school business where they just probably built their way up there yeah yeah. just started from the bottom and just kind of build it up yep uh because i reckon it'd be harder to build a business back then than it is now do you think yours was typically all um word of mouth though like when you think about the markets and whatnot or do you think social had a fair bit to do with it uh i think social had a lot to do with it at a point uh but then obviously as our wholesale market grew as well word of mouth people started to know the product especially around town Mm. uh, and through the supermarkets obviously being in a supermarket's great for the business because everybody gets to know the brand because everybody goes to a supermarket um so yeah i think that's yeah, cool. I like yep. that. Where, so where are they in Ballarat, sorry? Clifford's? Clifford's. Uh, Clifford's are just off the freeway. Like, um, yeah, which side of town are we? <laughs> Nim, like the left of the freeway. So just like you're heading out to Creswick. Um, yeah. What's it, uh, in Not not near like Toll and all that? No. Um, too far? Too far. What are they near? McCain's, near McCain's. 
no, come down one overpass. Yeah. Kind of near the mo- minor dome, the opposite side of the minor dome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know yep. you are. Yep. Kind of there. Um, Coronet Street type of thing. Yeah, kind of around there. Yeah, I know you are. Yep. yep. Cool. So, yeah, oh. I just think people like that that are out there working hard and either, obviously, they're so successful yep. and Keegan's growing rapidly. So, I think people like that are very cool. Yeah, awesome. Yep. Beautiful. Anything else you'd like to leave listeners with? Maybe come try some of your famous... <laughs> Meat pies. Come up to Sturt Street. Come up to Sturt Street, have a look. I will have to come down. I haven't been in, so yes. I'll definitely come down. And it's a such a, we call it the little shop, but you kind of walk in. I'll scoot up there before it opens in the mornings, probably once or twice a week. I'll go up there before it opens and you just walk in and every time I walk in, I go, God, it's just beautiful. You like love it's it. just, yeah, I designed all of it, picked the colours, the floors, the cabinetry I designed and everything from the fridge door to the f- just all of it and it's just it's just a beautiful space the staff up there are incredible they're all bubbly and happy and like i said sarah the manager up there she's beautiful as well so how big is the shop like square meters wise roughly well i'm not sure but it can seat 30 people okay it's not that small then. no it's not no. that small but we call it the little shop <laughs> the little shop, <laughs> the little shop. <laughs> yeah, right. very good thank you so much for your time thanks so appreciate much. it super thanks for the invite no worries well. thank you Thanks for tuning in, team. Once again, would appreciate any reviews you've got down below. Have a great day.